0: This is the World in Brief from The Economist. Our top stories. In Brazil, thousands of supporters of former president Jair Bolsonaro stormed the presidential palace, congress building and Supreme Court in the capital, Brasilia. The police and the army cleared out crowds from government buildings with tear gas and police arrested 170 protesters. President Luiz Inasso Lula da Silva, who was in Sao Paulo on official business, said he would return to the capital and invoked emergency powers to allow quote, any measures necessary to restore order. Some Bolsonaristas do not accept that the former president lost the general election in October. China reopened to the world after three gruelling years of Covid isolation. Travellers can now mostly go in and out of the country freely, without the need to quarantine, although unlike foreign business folk, international tourists are still barred. Thousands crossed at the border with Hong Kong on Sunday morning, and Chinese travel sites have been swamped. However, a huge, underreported Covid wave means many other countries now require departing travellers from China to prove they are uninfected. President Joe Biden landed in El Paso, Texas, his first trip to America's southern border since taking office. The state's Republican governor, a vocal critic of Mr. Biden's border policies, met him off the plane to deliver a letter in which he said the president's visit was, quote, two years too late. Earlier, Mr. Biden announced plans to send migrants from Cuba, Haiti, Nicaragua, and Venezuela back to Mexico to stem record migration flows. Russia claimed that missiles fired at a dormitory in Kramatorsk had killed at least 600 Ukrainian soldiers, although this was disputed by the mayor of the city. According to Russia's defence ministry, the attack was revenge for the killing of dozens of Russian soldiers on January 1st. Earlier on Sunday, local puppet officials, installed by Russia claimed that Ukraine had damaged two power plants in the east with a rocket attack. Sweden's Prime Minister, Ulf Christensen, said he was confident that Turkey would allow his country to join NATO, despite not meeting all of Turkey's demands. Turkey initially objected to Sweden and Finland's applications to join the Defence Alliance, saying that both countries were harbouring anti-Turkish terrorists. In June, the three agreed conditions to lift the veto. But Mr. Christensen says Turkey is now asking for more. The IMF announced a meeting with Pakistan to be held on Monday to discuss a stalled bailout. Talks will happen on the sidelines of a UN conference in Geneva aimed at raising international funds to repair the damage caused during extreme flooding last year. The cost of rebuilding millions of homes and broken infrastructure has been estimated at around $16.3 billion dollars. Anna Montes, a double agent who spied for Cuba while working as an American intelligence analyst, was released from prison after spending 20 years behind bars. By the time of her arrest in 2001, she had spent close to two decades divulging secrets about American operations on the communist island. She said she had felt, quote, morally obligated to help Cuba defend itself. Fact of the day, 56% the percentage of people in Latin America who identify as Catholic, down from 80% in 1995. And correction, in Saturday's edition of World in Brief, we said that Jack Ma was giving up control of Alibaba rather than Ant Group. Sorry. And now, here's a deeper look at the day ahead, the North American Leaders' Summit. On Monday, the Presidents of America and Mexico and the Prime Minister of Canada will meet in Mexico City. Talks between Joe Biden, Andrés Manuel López Obrador and Justin Trudeau will focus on regional integration, especially how to take advantage of, quote, near-shoring, the trend for companies to bring production closer to home. North America already accounts for around a third of global GDP but there is a potential for growth. But for every positive agenda item, there is a tricky counterpart. America and Canada are concerned about Mexico's energy policies that favor its national companies and are being disputed under USMCA, the Regional Free Trade Agreement. America wants Mexico to crack down on drugs coming north, while Mexico has asked America to curb guns flowing the other way. Still, announcements before the summit from Mexico of a capture of a drug baron and new immigration proposals from America that may stop so many migrants crossing through Mexico suggest the, quote, three amigos want to keep it as friendly as possible. Europe holds on to its workers. There is one big bright spot in Europe's economic malaise, the labor market. Unemployment is at record lows despite the energy and inflation crunch that is hitting households and businesses. Labour market data from the EU, due to be released on Monday, will show that employment has remained strong. Businesses and consumers' view of the economy is still more negative than the long-term average. However, many businesses still say they expect to hire more workers. Since this current crisis is expected to be short-lived, that seems sensible. But it is also because demographic change is about to hit the economy hard. The share of the EU population, who will soon retire aged 60 to 64 years, is 6.5% more than a percentage point higher than the share of youngsters entering the labour market, aged 15 to 19, at 5.2%, sapping the economy of working-aged adults. In such a tight labour market, recruiting and retaining workers will be a growing challenge. Britain's cost of living crisis. The political turmoil may have eased, but Britain is still a country in crisis. So when the Resolution Foundation, a think tank, releases its annual report on living standards on Monday, its findings will be gloomy. Food prices continue to rise at record rates as real wages are falling. Although inflation and energy prices should ease this year, the latter will be offset by a drop in government support. Rising interest rates will continue to hurt those with mortgages and those who rent from mortgage holders. Some 3 million households will face an annual increase of £3,600 in mortgage costs by the end of 2023-24 financial year. The economy looks brighter for older, richer households whose savings will be boosted by rising rates, but they may have other worries. A crisis in the National Health Service, exacerbated by a winter spike in COVID-19 and flu, is contributing to levels of excess deaths, exceeding all but the worst weeks of the pandemic. For many Britons, spring cannot come soon enough. America's targeting of Mexican officials. As American and Mexican leaders meet, Henaro Garcia Luna, a former federal security minister in Mexico, will stand trial in New York on Monday, accused of colluding with drug lords. Mr. Garcia Luna, who from 2006 to 2012, was a leading figure in Mexico's, war on drugs under then-president Felipe Calderon, is accused of taking bribes from the Sinaloa cartel. American prosecutors allege that he laundered $50 million, hiding it in tax havens. He's expected to plead not guilty to all charges. America's strategy of going after Mexican officials who work with organised crime rather than gangsters themselves has had mixed results. It was dealt a high-profile blow recently. In 2021, the American government returned the Mexico, Salvador Cienfuego, a former defense chief, whom they had arrested in 2020 on charges of drug trafficking, after Mexico threatened to make it harder for American security officials to collaborate with their Mexican counterparts. Mr. Cienfuego was subsequently set free by Mexico's government. The Secret to a Happy Life What makes for a happy, fulfilling life? In an upcoming book by Robert Waldinger and Mark Schulz, directors of the Harvard Study of Adult Development, which for more than 80 years has conducted a scientific study of adult life and happiness, answer this question with a mixture of gentle anecdotes and statistical rigor. With more than 80 years of surveys, brain scans and blood tests at their disposal to identify the factors that influence happiness, the authors are a cross between data-savvy psychologists and stoic philosophers. The pair are keen on graphs, but also on sage maxims. Attention is the most valuable possession since wandering minds are unhappy, for example. As for their fundamental question of what makes a happy life, the short answer is, quote, good relationships. Whether defined by love or less ethereal feelings, the good news is that it is never too late to form them. Daily quiz. Our baristas will serve you a new question each day this week. On Friday, your challenge is to give us all five answers and, as important, tell us the connecting theme. Email your responses and include mention of your home city and country by 5 o'clock GMT on Friday to quizespresso at economist.com. We'll pick randomly from those with the right answers and crown one winner per continent on Saturday, Monday, which novel was the first in the historical series about the British Navy written by Patrick O'Brien. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Sergei Parajanov, who was born on this day in 1924, we were searching for ourselves in each other.